G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. You might have caught the announcement that consent education will be mandatory from 2023 for all Australian school children from kindergarten right through to year 10. A lot of parents are very disturbed by the announcement and see it as another huge intrusion on parents' rights to raise their children according to their Christian values. Well, The Australian Christian lobby has taken up the cause of parents who want to be consulted ahead of a meeting of state education ministers in April. Wendy Francis is National Director of Politics for the Australian Christian Lobby. Wendy's joining us. Wendy, welcome back to 2020. Thank you so much, Neil, and thank you for raising this really important issue. Wendy, uh, the Australian Christian Lobby, you've been in contact with state and territory education ministers, calling on them to include parents. Uh, Is there any response back? There isn't as yet, um, so we're going to follow that up. But we have asked for, we've asked ourselves for an appointment to be able to speak to them, but we've also asked for parents to be involved in um, parental focus groups or workshopping, whatever it takes, so that parents can have input on what consent education will be taught, particularly to their small children. Um, what is it? What will be taught? And, and, you know, this is a parent's right and responsibility to be able to actually oversee what their children are taught, particularly along the lines of something so incredibly, um, I think, controversial and also, you know, uh, you're quite... It can be very disturbing for children, some of what they're considering teaching them. So consent education, uh, something that would become a part of a new curriculum, it's not yet finalised, so having some input at the start means you'll influence what it will look like really for every parent, for every child who hears this stuff. Yeah, and I think it's a really good um, point that you've just made because The first we heard about it was that it came in the media, yes, we're going to do this, it's going to be mandatory, and the state education ministers are going to meet in April to finalise the curriculum. So um, it was like, okay, no, it's all right to meet in April to discuss this, but not to finalise the curriculum in April. Um, So this is when all of a sudden parents were just outraged because they're like, no, no, you don't don't own our children. (laughs) The state doesn't own our children. Um, And so, you know, of course parents and guardians desire their children to be safe and and they they want their innocence to be protected and that's that's why they must have input on what this will be taught, what what the consent education actually is and what will be taught, particularly to their small children. Wendy, let me take this a shade deeper because it appears to be where the concerns of so many parents are and concerns of people who know what happens when this sort of thing goes through, it appears to be more centred on gender and sexuality. What are your concerns about the connection between consent and gender and sexuality issues? 
Uh, so they've made that really clear in even just in the media that I've read that that's what it will be about. Um, and basically it's coming from a point uh, where there has been sexual misconduct in schools and so their answer is, okay, so we're going to teach our children all about sexual misconduct, what it is and how to say no. So we're talking about four and five-year-old children who are way too young to understand adult concepts. And again, it's their innocence that we're concerned about. But it's not just that. It's that they will be taught with this consent education. They will be taught that their bodies belong to them and they can say yes or no. They can decide. And a four and a five-year-old child is too young to actually decide for themselves how they will approach some of these life-impacting issues. And we know they are life-impacting. And so it's a parent's right to actually decide for their young child um, how they are best uh, to decide these things when they're children. Imagine a four or five-year-old child having that responsibility even to decide some of these things. You know, it's on your shoulders. You can decide. You can say no. Well, a child shouldn't have to make those decisions. Sometimes parents don't take up the responsibility and teach their children along these lines. Uh, But there's an issue here, isn't there, where the state uh, tends not to trust the parents to take the responsibility where you really want to take the responsibility. Correct. And I think this is why we're seeing such a big rise in homeschooling, because parents who do want to be able to teach their children well, and we are talking about the majority of parents, um, they do not want the state then to assume what the, or dictate even what is taught to their children uh, from kindergarten age regarding gender and sexuality. And so we are seeing a rise in homeschooling. Uh, we're seeing more and more parents who are just pushing back on feeling as if their parental rights are actually being, uh, being stripped from them. Yeah. Wendy, parents having input, uh, this is one of the challenging things. It's uh, which parent do you want to have input? I guess that makes a difference too in who might be helping to shape that curriculum. Well, I think this is where we can have parental focus groups. And, you know, most schools already have a PNC. Um, Most schools already have parent groups. And the, the government... The state government um, ministers and particularly the state education ministers can just go to those focus groups and, and even put out a questionnaire or just spend time listening to parents. Um, we need this to be in focus groups, but we also need it workshopping so that parents are given the opportunity not only to say what their kids should and shouldn't hear at school, but they need to be able to review the material because the material and the resources are always very key as well because Sometimes you can teach something with a very um, acceptable resource and another teacher might choose a resource that the parent has no idea about but it's actually introducing a concept to their children and even even a concept of whether you're a boy or a girl. Like that is even part of this consent education, whether you, whether you identify as a boy or a girl. Four and a five-year-old child is too young to be presented with that in resources. And so parents need to know they need to be able to choose. 
Uh, Wendy, consent is an important issue. Uh, Here, there becomes grey areas when you're talking about how young is too young and how old is age appropriate. Uh, Safety is being uh, considered here and sometimes safety is used as an excuse to to do what you want, to take control of whatever it might be, and in this case, a curriculum. Any thoughts here on whose responsibility it is to keep our children safe? It is a parent's responsibility to keep our children safe. and But more and more, I think not only has the state taken that role, but parents have actually relinquished it, and and that's a real shame as well. So for me, consent education cannot go ahead until we've got parental consent. This is not about... And we shouldn't be looking for children to be taught consent until the parents actually consent to the children being taught it. It's imperative that parents know what their children are being taught and are able to actually answer their questions even when they come home. Often this sort of curriculum is just all of a sudden thrust on a parent, the child might not even think to tell them and the child is very confused and before the parent knows, the child is actually talking to a guidance officer at school and not them because it's at school that they're actually learning all this stuff. Wendy, you mentioned uh, the need for parental focus groups or workshopping and you mentioned uh, P&Fs and every school has those parents and friends. Is this mm. worth something for parents even while this debate is going on, preparing a consent curriculum that parents ought to be engaging with their PNF, uh, with the leadership of their local school, uh, just making their views heard? I really encourage parents, and particularly Christian parents, to get involved in their um, parents and friends groups at school. I have even said to people, and you know, my husband's a pastor, so I say this carefully, but you know, if your prayer meeting coincides with your PNF night, at school, you need to really consider whether you should be at the church prayer meeting or whether you should be at the PNF and praying while you sit in those in those seats because we need to participate in our PNF so that our children, we know what our children are being taught, but we also have an input. And it's not just for our own children, Neil, is it? It's for the good of every child in that school. It's for the good of our city that God has called us to actually um, bring flourishing to. Wendy, don't want to be alarmist, but what's the likely outcome if parents remain silent, if they have no say in this consent issue, what's likely to happen? We're already seeing a huge increase in children who are um, confused about their gender, they're confused about their sexuality, they are very young, they are being taught ridiculous stereotypes. So if if a boy plays with supposedly girl toys, then kindergarten teachers are told to watch out for that, that perhaps that little boy might be actually identifying in a, as a girl and perhaps they need to be able to have that conversation uh, and perhaps it's not something they can talk to their parents at home about um, because perhaps their parents at home are religious and so um, the kindergarten teachers talk to them about whether they feel like they are a girl. It's it's actually preposterous, the whole um, concept that, that we're, at, we're moving into very murky waters. And so my concern is that if we bring in this, um, this curriculum without proper review, without parents being able to see and have a consultation about it, then we are going to have more and more very confused children. And, you know, we're going to look back in decades to come and think to ourselves, what on earth 
were we thinking? What on earth were we doing? Well, as things seem to be spiralling out of control, uh, this is a time not just for informing ourselves, but uh, for taking action. And Wendy Francis, thanks so much for your insights today. I'll point listeners to the ACL website, the Australian Christian Lobby. There'll be some articles and resources. There might be something there from Wendy Francis as to how you might deal with this. Wendy Francis, National Director of Politics for the Australian Christian Lobby. Wendy, thanks so much for joining us today on 2020. Thank you again, Neil. I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.